Welcome to Holy Craig Podcast, your dose of holistic healing. I am your host, Cray, giving you a platform where you can speak your truth, be authentic of your own self, no judgment, but love and belongingness and sense of gratitude. Let's all grow together, not only physically, but inwardly. This platform encourages you to really explore that healing within embodying your authenticity and as we all heal together we collectively heal our generation ahead of us may this platform fill up your soul's desire gratefully cray hello soul welcome back to holy grace podcast your dose of holistic healing i am so happy that you're here again today and taking your time to just be with me and resonate this journey that our guest had gone through. This episode denotes us or actually encourage us to be in our most authentic and vulnerable self. Our guest in today's episode is actually a PhD candidate in molecular, cellular, and integrative physiology at UCLA and holds a BS in Biomedical Sciences from Texas. She's originally from Vietnam that I actually connected through the platform of TikTok where her powerful share about her story went viral and viewed 12 million times that resonated and moved me to my core. Now, here today sharing her own story and how she's overcoming it and fully embodying her healing journey. Let us all welcome Thea. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me here. Um, So I am Thea and I am a biotech venture capitalist uh, and I got my PhD in neuroscience at UCLA. And I, (laughs) it's automatic because I realized that I just defined myself by a job title again. Um, And that's not what I want to to really define myself. So truly, um, I am a um, daughter of two cultures, Vietnam and America. And recent, like in the past few, the past decades or so, I've been really struggling with finding myself while respecting the culture and still struggling through what is the boundaries for self. So I went viral on TikTok out of a video. Honestly, it was the most vulnerable moment. I had, um, I think, 20 followers on TikTok at the time I posted the video. So I felt that, you know, safe space of anonymity um, of really just expressing what I was feeling after a really difficult phone conversation with my parents it ended up spiraling into at this point, it was 12 million view. Um, I did not expect it to go that viral. And it honestly is about, um, you know, drawing the boundaries of what I, my whole life I grew up, I had thought to, you know, like I had carried the responsibility as the eldest daughter to care for my family, for my sisters. 
But as I grow up and as the pressure of life continue, that pressure becomes more and more and that expectation is higher and higher. So I think the TikTok was just my breaking point um, on that journey. And I was so grateful to see the support I had so far. Yeah, honestly, like everything that you have just said right there is such an innovative way for us to express ourselves through technology. I feel like a lot of us or a lot of the older generation have such big misconception on what the technology is it could, or what is safe space for us, right? Like what's the definition of safe space? And you just mentioned there, you've had like 20 followers on non-emosity that you just felt right there. It was a space where, okay, I'm going to express myself thinking that these people don't know me. And with that, like that brought you into this elevated emotion that I could say you feel heard and seen seeing this like everybody has been showing you so much support I reached out to you I felt like really oh my gosh I want her I want to hear her story more how did she how did she go from from really setting boundaries I know there must be a process for you or that you felt like you know microaggression of how our cultural our, our culture in 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 Asian family what were the things back then that you felt have triggered or have pushed you to really set that foot and set that firm boundary with your family moments that you felt like oh I've had enough yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely is a difficult aspect for me. I think I was programmed from childhood to really, um, you know, the obedient child is always, you know, being being taught upon me as well as being the responsible child. And I knew that the responsibility of both my parents as they go older and as my siblings, that's laid on me. Um, there's never a really a moment of questioning that. I think it's really just come to a head when, um, you know, my sisters start, you know, growing up and as she's maturing, she's going through a phase where a lot of the financial responsibility has not been taken, like been, she has not been very responsible with that. So I think a lot of that had brought a lot of my belief to the front line as I'm just processing through all of this emotion, I start feeling unheard. I also start feeling disconnected to that whole belief that I thought I was carrying this whole time. And I also brought friend a lot of, you know, like questioning about my role in the family as well as the family's relationship with myself. Um, and I wasn't sure up until that point, I want, I, I have the relationship that I wanted. It's a two-way relationship. It was more of, they tell me what to do and I, I, I listened. And for me, that was really hard um, to come to that realization of like, maybe this is not what I wanted anymore. And I struggle to find a voice with all of the cultural expectation. Yes. I've had those moments too. I, I am a Filipina immigrant and I was also born and raised out from the Philippines. So I know how it is to be that person, especially when you go out here in the U.S. There's like all of this belief system that when you go out here, you're you're like the rich girl or the rich person in the family. You're out of the country and it's like automatically they think you can provide like automatically you provide for people like like take over and and carry all the burdens 
And, and in this journey that I'm in healing, healing through that and learning to release the resentments of part of me, of the culture itself, I want to know what, what, where did you arrive now from a space of loving yourself? Because being a caretaker also denotes the fact that you're going to put yourself last. So what were, what were the moments where you felt like, okay, I'm giving too much how can I bring this back to myself or love myself yeah can you please share us the ways that you've actually realized okay this has been hitting me that I feel empty and I needed to set boundaries or to stop I, I still remember a time when I said no it was a lot of backfire a lot of like oh so you're a guilt trip like a lot of guilt trip in a sense that I didn't feel safe being able to choose myself but i firmly believe that if i didn't say no i think it's going to be an unending cycle so please share us whatever you feel comfortable about that yeah absolutely so i i think it still is a journey i think mm. as i'm embarking on this truly healing journey of like rewriting my trauma I don't think it's it's like a complete upward slope I think there's yeah. days where it dips up and dips down I totally resonate with you about the guilt and the shame I honestly I have made a decision to leave the video up for example and every day I think I wake up still questioning that because that there's that re reprogrammed guilt and shame kicking in of you know like I am potentially not presenting my family in the best mm -hmm. way this is dishonor this is airing dirty laundry etc so that pressure is still on for the self-loving honestly it's been a really long journey I honestly don't I think I am much more self-aware mm -hmm. of my emotion now than I used to be mm -hmm. but I don't think I'm at the point where I can definitely say I have complete self-love and I have like perfect self-esteem as a result I think it still is a great learning progress for yes. me and yes. it's it's crazy because I feel like I'm going through this public transformation with 12 million people and it's it's bizarre and it's comforting but it's also very scary mm -hmm. um and it just I think it's the process for me, even before self-love is truly trying to figure it out who am I mm. between my culture, my work identity and myself, because right. like every single thought that came to my mind through like for a long time, I keep thinking, is this thought mine or is this thought imposed upon me by certain expectation by family? families um and culture so that was really hard um but I think I'm beginning to really figuring out that you know I'm this Thea who's like goofy and who like plant and love cats and all of this and I am vulnerable and I'm proud to be so um as the journey begins and it's it's exciting it's scary but I'm I'm honestly and I think setting boundaries is also very scary um, yeah. as well. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm excited. I, I honestly am excited to grow more. Honestly, I just want to see how courageous you are for keeping that up, especially it's like it's an open wound, a fresh wound that you have within that you're willing to shed for people to connect 
to resonate, to become aware, like you said, like you are right now having this, oh, I'm having goosebumps. You are having this like awareness of this trauma that has brought you, that was built up, that needed to be seen and heard. It also resonates energetically with the people who needed to hear it themselves so they could wake up. So I believe that you're becoming a catalyst for every soul who needed to see it, who needed to hear it, that they needed to set that boundary. So when you did that, I just want to tell you that's already you helping so many people. So putting that up still, that's going to bring so much light to them. Because for sure, so many people are so afraid to even speak up what they needed, what they needed to set boundaries from, especially our culture, the culture that is so deeply rooted from our ancestors, from how we were raised and you showing up. I just want to say how brave and how courageous it is for you to keep that. And you saying how you rewrite it. That's a lot of actually checking in. Is this coming from my fear or is this coming from my truest self? So now coming to this point, I want to know if you could share with us, like, what are the culture that you grew up with or what are the belief system that was surrounded in terms of like the family dynamics, how, how it was for you and what did you grow up with that you felt like you've adapted in, in terms of your relationship and to who you are now that actually, I would say that's now like shifting for you ever since you started, you know, expressing yourself. Yeah, honestly, there has been a lot of shift. Mm -hmm. Even the core fundamental, I usually, like, for example, I usually describe, I used to describe myself as being ambitious Mm -hmm. and I'm very goal-oriented. I know what I want and I go Mm -hmm. to get what I want. But in the past year, especially with the pandemic, when I have a lot of time on hands, I actually just reflect on a lot of things. I begin to just dive really deep into a lot of the childhood trauma mm-hmm. and start realizing that I was goal because I grew up in a very chaotic um, childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my parents didn't have a really good relationship. There was financial struggle. So there was just like this constant cortisol of stress um and I still remember the happiest time I've seen my mom was when I brought home the best student award from you know the city and that was the best time the best moment the happiest moment I remember I felt like that was my very first imprint of childhood and I felt like from that point onward I was really reprogrammed to really perform because like there's that expectation from them and they constantly tell me I am their hopes and dreams. And because of that joy that I had brought, I was also, you know, trying to escape from all of that chaos and really, truly perform, really put, pull myself up, really get out there and truly, truly get a career that I can be financially stable. And I got there, but it was not without all of the emotional and mental damages in the process. Um, I struggled for a long time with depression, anxiety. And I think that really put to question, like, who am I? Like what this drive of me to success, like, is it mine or was it something else? And there's also, you know, that pressure of being perfect. Um, I'm sure you can definitely relate as a culture 
we rarely ever being complimented upon, but they will yes. be the first to tell us that, you know, we did something wrong or something is not yes. perfect. Um, 100%. It's the, that perfectism is like paralyzing. Um, I still deal with procrastination up until this point because I was just so scared to even like file my taxes, for example. Like, what if I made a mistake? Um, and that's just so debilitating as an adult when I'm trying to live life and you know failing is okay being vulnerable is okay not every frame every photos every moment has to be perfect and it's it's I love being Vietnamese I love the food I love the culture I love my family but I think I could not healthily express myself in that culture and it really hurts um so I guess that's where I am at now. Um, it still is an evolving thought, but yeah, I would love a day where I can have a healthy conversations with my the adults in my family and be able to be heard and feel like what I had said matters. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being so openly, knowingly that, this brings so much hurt inside you. And it still sounded so empowering for me because you wanted to see light out of this. And something that I also believe in my healing journey with perfectionism, with all of the expectations that you know, our family or culture in itself is per- perfectionism or procrastination is a sign of protection. It's like us protecting ourselves from our fears of rejection or judgment. And growing up also in a in a family dynamic where there was a constant um, judgment, like yeah, a judgment of status, like okay, are you are you in standard? Are you are you are you in the same way as everyone else? Are you acting proper? So I definitely resonate with that. It took me a while as well to speak my voice. That's why this is the podcast where I always say this is a place for you to be heard and seen. And I always invite in like people who really resonates with stories like you, like how you are going through it, how you're actually persevering through it and understanding that vulnerability is a sign of strength, not a weakness. And hearing this from you, when you said, when you mentioned about identifying who you are now, it's like, if there is one word that you could describe now after realizing the shift that you're feeling inside, what would that be? Who would be Thea right now, like in this process, if there's one word you could describe her? Oh gosh, that's, that's a really, (laughs) that's the really good question. I think I'm still figuring it out. It's myself. Mm -hmm. If there's one word, I would say heal, healing. Mm -hmm. I think I have, in order to forge a healthy path forward, I have to heal with my past. And I don't think I'm there yet. I think it still is a process. There's still a lot of things like, you know, trauma that is still unearthing. And even, you know, there's some that I I don't even remembered. Um, And through this wild TikTok journey, 
I've had cousins and my friends reached out to me and that start unearthing just a tremendous amount of just both empathy and the realizations that I'm not alone, but also like just a lot of deeper trauma that I have not even realized that it was affecting me. So I think it's, I'm still at the beginning of the journey. Um, I'm definitely not an expert in healing a family trauma by any means. I'm not even a therapist, but I think if me sharing my journey would help anybody, I would be so honored to be honest. I have so many kind DMs Mm -hmm. in um, my, my TikTok and my Instagram. And a lot of these stories are, it resonates. I'm glad my story resonated, but just a lot of these are, you know, I read through them and I cried because mm-hmm. like some of these are really young, young kids. They're, you know, like they're 15, 16 and they felt stuck and they felt trapped. And I just, I don't know. I just wish I can hug them in any way. And I just wish yeah. I could, you know, tell them that everything will be okay and you will figure out your path, but I don't know if it's going to be okay myself okay. yet, but I know it's going to be okay, even though I don't feel like it. Yeah. So I think it's, I'm excited for the future. And I hope, I hope that I can shed some light to spark some conversations about this. Right. Hearing this from you now, like a lot of, like you've mentioned, like a lot of your cousins or people randomly like DM you and say they're express their support, express their, their rest like they resonate with your story. How did that like change now your perspective in terms of sharing your vulnerability? Honestly, really empowering to me. Um, I, the best, the, the most memorable conversation, I've had a lot of conversation this past week. I only posted my video a week ago, wildly enough. Um, the best, the most memorable conversation I had was with one of my closest friends. We've known each other for like 25 plus years. Mm-hmm. And we talk about everything in the world, but we rarely ever talk about family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a two hours conversation with her where I thought she had a perfect childhood growing up. I envied her to have, I thought she had amazing relationship with her mom, mm-hmm. but I realized that she was in my same boat. She was dealing with the same pressure and it was the same kind of trauma. And then we cried together and it was, it bonded us together even closer because I think vulnerability truly helped empower that connectivity. And I don't think that I, I don't, I, I still feel that this is a shame because it's reprogrammed into me, but I want to push through that. And I want to continue to share and to, you know, express myself to the world because if it helps so some somebody's this healing journey I'm so honored and also I believe you expressing your truth is healing you deeply too like just Absolutely. shedding this and sharing this with the people around you especially like the closest ones and they're they bear their soul with you how you bear yourself so um, throughout this journey, I understand that there are also fears that you've come across, also like emotions that you felt like, okay, 
Chalky and I set this boundaries. What were the fears that you felt that you have been um, debating or, or actually like internally questioning or agreeing upon or disagreeing upon before you even express this truth? I am always, well, I think there's three parts. One, I'm always questioning whether or not I'm ungrateful. I think it's a huge mm-hmm. part of this. And because I I truly think my parents have sacrifices a lot for me. I definitely did not get to where I am without my family support. Mm. And for me to, at this point, saying no and setting my boundaries for my own well-being, that always is a debate of, am I being unreasonable? Am I being ungrateful? And I think I... I was reading um, an article yesterday and I re- realized that, you know, my, my um, family, the adults in my family, my parents, their generation, it was all survival for them. So sacrificing and truly working hard and having financial stability, that's all they care about. But I think that is not the story for my gen, our generations and this next generations. and but it is being imposed upon us because they had it harder. Therefore, we had to go through the same thing. And their sacrifice became our cage. And I don't think that is get best because I believe that every generation should be more fulfilling and be more successful, not only financially, but emotionally than the last. And I believe that's what they want too, but I don't think they realize that yet. So I think that is a big part that I was debating. The second point for me truly is just, do I process this in private or do I air it out in public? And that family shame, that brought in, you know, dishonored, that is just so ingrained in me. I'm always constantly worried about what people talked about me. And for me to still be able to post video and having it translate to Spanish and in Thai and in different language is bizarre. So it's just so scary. But like I mentioned, it's, it's, I feel empowered by the support and how much it has sparked conversations. And honestly, the last part is just, I was programmed to never cause my family pain. The worst thing that could happen to me is to see my mom cry and to see, you know, like the pain in, you know, my, everybody's eyes. And I don't want that. But at the same time, if me compromising my boundary to make them happy, I don't think that's sustainable. Yes. Wow. All of what you just said right there, they're so, oh my gosh. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> Those are all the real truth. Exactly. You just like completely summarized everything that we all go through right now in this generation. And I agree on that article that the older generation, our parents' generation, because they were always in a constant survival mode, they have been passing on or inherent, like literally unconsciously passing what they felt of what they've gone through to us, thinking that it's still going to happen with us. Or in fact, we're safe. We're like in this generation where we could thrive on our own ways. You 
Oh, wow. Like you just completely summarized everything. Oh my God. Those are amazing, amazing pointers on how you are debating. And also, of course, you sharing every story of what you feel that that really brings up for you. That in itself already is healing. It's healing for others and healing for you and debunking, debunking, challenging the programming that you've had deeply, deeply rooted in your subconsciousness. And that's hard. I just want to say you're a warrior right now. I just want to say how amazing you are doing this publicly and 12 million people viewing that. So I, I, I have to keep repeating this because, you know, speaking up is the hardest thing. It's like when you talk about this, like in, in throat chakra and our energy centers, you're empowering your truth. So your throat chakra is healing completely. And that's like cultivating your sense of worth and your sense of value. And it's going to get easier for you to even, even say no to things that doesn't sit well with you. So I just want to say that I feel, I feel like you already sharing this, being open with this interview is you saying yes to who you are that you are trying to figure out right now. And the person of who you are, I can see is, is just really open and, and loving and unconditionally respectful for everyone's needs. And you sharing your story with your family has nothing against them. I feel like it's just more of you finally breaking the invisible wall that you have been putting up with for so long and re really seeing your story I feel like we're on a different universal timeline that you know you're going through this where I've also went through from my past so I'm excited to see you grow further to heal further what are the ways that you have been doing now currently in order for you to continuously you know shed your truth and even foster this safe space that you are healing in and if there is anything that you want to share to people who are also who want it and but still can't 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 speak up their truth what would you tell them yeah so um i have two advice that I urge the listeners to do. First is therapy. I have healed tremendously through therapy and I, I truly believe everybody should be in therapy even if you think you don't deal with traumas um, or have any you know depression or anxiety. I think it's, it's just a journey of self-revelation that is so necessary. Um, the second, I think the the exercise that I've been going through and I urge, you know, the listeners to do as well. If you take out a piece of paper and you fold it in half on the left side, you can write all of the identities that you've defined yourself so far, your culture I'm Vietnamese, my work, I'm a biotech venture capitalist, my education, different expectation that was put on me. And then on the right, you can write things that you want to be identified with if you don't know or things that it truly identifies you you love books i love kitties i love plants i want to travel i want to empower women and i want to truly make a change through the world through my stories and the line in the middle is truly your boundaries so when there's conflicting values between what you truly values versus what was imposed on you by cultural and society and your work identities, I think that brought forth a lot of the questions about your values. And I think realizing that is a really first steps of 
um, beginning to set those boundaries and have a healthier relationship with yourself. Um, so yeah, that that that's an exercise I'm actively doing still. I think I'm still filling out the columns on the left, on the right of like, who the heck am I? But it's exciting. It's exciting. I love that. I love how you said like write write things the things that you have identified yourself with. I remember this line by、um, Deepak Chopra. He once said this: "Who am I without the roles that I am filling in?" What is your deep I am without this world's societal perception about you? Who am I without money? And when you really deeply reflect into that, that's what you are actually talking about right now. And that's going to bring up so much depth, so much substance into understanding your core belief system that you've known before, and now like rewriting it, just like you said, with the traumas that you've experienced that really brought you up into this space of. Debunking those belief system, also healing through with this awareness and kindness and loving without resentment. Right. The thing about the beauty about vulnerability is that when I started healing as well, similar to what you've gone through, is that I wasn't sending any resentment towards my family. Like you said, like they've sacrificed so much for us to get to where we are.、Um, it's not about. Discrediting them, but it's more of releasing the parts that was passed on to us that doesn't really fit who we are actually becoming. So I'm excited for your journey. So thank you so much, Thea. I appreciate your time. If there's one thing that I actually wanted to ask you, I, I ask this with all of my guests.、Um, if there's any advice to your 21 year old self, what would that be? Don't be afraid. I would say. I had a lot of fear in my twenties,、um, you know, early twenties. So I would say, don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to put in that application for that job. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid that people hate you.、Um, yeah, just just don't be afraid. I felt like I yeah. And that's what you are doing. You're being fearless of actually showing yourself out there. So you are actually embodying this advice. So thank you so much again.、Um, if there is anything that you wanted to share for the listeners to follow through your journey,、um, you could go ahead and tell us so. But I've also input it in our description down below. So go ahead and it, where do we follow you? Where do we connect with you? I know you have your TikTok, also Instagram, right? Yeah, absolutely.、Um, you can definitely follow my raw and vulnerable journey through my TikTok. It's rewrite underscore my drama,、mm-hmm. um, and from there you can definitely get the links to my Instagram, which is mostly just you know my travel few photos. And then I just set up my YouTube yesterday. Wow!、Um, so、I'd love to. Yeah, I'm super excited to share more of, of the journey through YouTube as well. Oh my gosh, this is exciting! I know this is going to bring so much light into your journey. Absolutely, you're going to create a great community with full of authenticity and vulnerability that gives such sense of belongingness. So, thank you so much, Thea. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me.